It's 10-11 on a Friday morning at 78 degrees. It is a mental health show with Marcy Tatro and I am Jay Paul here at KTOE AM 1420, FM 98.7, and of course streaming online at KTOE.com. And you can also get our uh, app on for free from your favorite app store, KTOE. And then uh, also we're on the iHeartRadio app. Well, they have lots of podcasts and radio stations, and we're one of that uh, lovely family there. And Marcy, it is, uh, man, we, it's this heat wave. Are you getting, uh, you had enough of it? Oh, man, G. Paul, I can't tell you how much I love this weather. Oh, you love the ha ha ha? No, no, that's totally me being facetious. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, but welcome. Uh, welcome to our show. If you're a first time listener, welcome. Our show is uh, about combating mental health stigma, addressing barriers that get in the way of getting into care. And suicide prevention. So we're uh, we're happy to be here, folks, for uh, those in our country right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, eight, eight months. full months yeah. that we've been doing this show. Yeah, it's been pretty exciting, it's and crazy, uh, we've been we've, uh, we've, we've had road trips. I was going to say we've had a couple of adventures. <laughs> I didn't die, so it's always exciting because I still have a life to live. Jay Paul here. Yeah. Well, maybe you drive it next time, and then I can complain about your driving. True. True. I, I would love <laughs> to drive that van. Yeah, and while you're not actually, you're not uh, insured for it. Huh? Yeah, legally. Yep, yep. On record, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, we got there uh, in plenty of time and uh, safe and sound, and no scratches. Yep, and that's the Eota Farmers Market on Tuesdays from four to seven. They have a very yeah. cool, enchanting uh, farmers market. And actually, do you remember those wooden mushrooms that those kids were holding in front of that background we yeah, had? Yeah, they're actually selling them. And the guy um, is a retired teacher. I get well, he's retired, but a second time career person. And, uh, yeah, he's selling these giant wood mushrooms. They're really cool. So if you're interested in those, uh, they're at the Yoda Farmer's Market on Tuesdays. kind of hard to eat. Well, they're not edible. They're for decor purposes <laughs> with the Enchanted Garden with the Fairies and the Gnomes. It was a very magical uh, weekend, for sure. Yeah, we had a yellow. Or Tuesday, I guess. Uh, for our show, Yellowbrick Road. Um, we had a, a huge yellow arch of balloons, and then they had an enchanted backdrop, like an enchanted rainforest. So we had a lot of kids stopping by and... Even teenagers in their fairy dresses taking pictures, but yeah, oh, we had some freebies too. That always helps. <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah. Uh, There's one girl who makes uh, homemade cookies, and they're really, really good. Her name is Bella, so we have to get the contact for out for that. Which we have a show coming up for that at some point, right, Jay Paul? Yeah, it's been a busy summer. <laughs> yeah. Do we have an update on the show status as far as where we're going? Nah, I don't have anything. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have today's show, and then next Friday's shows are. As, a, as our live show, and then anything else after that? As far I as, don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I haven't been told to think. So. All right. So we'll let you know as we know more. We're looking for renewal. <laughs> all right. We're looking for renewal, yes. Hopefully. Speaking we'll, of we'll, renewal, didn't you have a class reunion or something? Oh, that's right. So if you remember, folks, last week I talked about how everyone should go to the class reunion, because yeah. I always hear all these things about, oh, my gosh, my class reunion, and Jay Paul even said the same thing. Yeah. About, well, I've been to mine, and uh, they are interesting. But you know it's it is it, it can be uh, nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, I think anxiety provoking. So since it, since this is a mental health show, and I only have permission to talk about me, and I can ask you questions. Yeah. Uh, can't talk for anybody else, but 
Yeah, I was actually really nervous for my class reunion so much that I'm like, I even asked someone to come with me to avoid questions. Yeah. <laughs> so this, I, but is this, can you give the number of uh, the year of reunion? Here? Yeah, yep. So it was uh, 2003. So it's our 20th year oh, 20th. class reunion. I haven't yeah. been to any. So, You're a kid. Yeah, well, thanks. I don't look like it. I have some gray hair poking out. Who doesn't? But anyway, so like, I was so nervous about my class reunion that I was like thinking, all right, all right. I just need to find somebody to come and pose as a, my boyfriend or somebody so I don't get any questions. Yeah. Because if someone is there, they, I think they tend to ask less awkward questions. Sure, yeah. So then that didn't so work out. Alone? Yeah, so that, so that didn't work out. So what happened, right? Well, what I was trying to avoid actually happened, and someone had asked me, like, well, you know, everyone's going around and looking at the yearbook and where people are at, and I missed all that conversations because like, I was like the organizer, one of the four. And so I was like running around trying to organize things and make sure we had everything lined up and uh, money was taken care of for our catering through Plaza and all that fun stuff. So um, someone's like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in 20 years. And I said, oh, yeah, that's great. And then I'm waiting for like, you know, you, you start clenching up like, oh, boy, here it comes. Here it comes. I'm like, please ask me a nice question, like an easy one. Like, what, what do, do you do, do for a living? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, that's great. I can I can talk about that. Then she's like, where's your where's your family? Because everybody there had their family and kids. And and you're single with no children. Yeah, I'm single with no children. And I'm not kidding. A shot like. Which is not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, tell me that on Saturday or last Saturday. Yeah. But yeah, it, shot, it just shot that like that little arrow in my heart. I'm like, right. oh, you know, and like, I think uh, I can't speak for everybody else that's single at our age. But the, and we're, we might talk about this eventually, but the online dating is so challenging. Cool. And we talk. Yeah. And I, I think. At clinically at work, I'm becoming the online dating professional because we, we comes up a lot for people who are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who are single or divorced, yeah. or even in their 50s and 60s or older. And the online dating challenges are just it can be they're a brutal. I'm just gonna be honest, yeah. they're brutal. They're it's 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 uh it's tough. Both it's a both self sides too. Yes, for men and women, and it's a self esteem challenge. So I mean, it really does t- test your self esteem if you're out doing online dating and the different ghosting, and you say hi to somebody. Be then, ready to. And then like, well, I wanted a compliment. I'm like, well, okay, then you give them a compliment. Oh, I didn't like the compliment, and then they unmatch you, and so it's like you have no idea what you're walking into. Be ready for temperamental. Yeah, yeah there's just a lot of stuff. We can have a whole like five shows on that, or a year's <laughs> worth of shows. But um, so then, but as soon as that hit, so. It, it struck a chord. So that like at Saturday again, it was like hundred degree weather. So yeah. it was miserable. Yeah. I was sweating the whole time. I think I lost five pounds. <laughs> that's, was, well, that's good. <laughs> it was awful. So, anyways, it was interesting. I'm glad I went. Uh, but and I can see now why people have different feelings and mixed reactions on class. Well, you had some good interactions. Yeah, too. I got to see people I haven't seen before, and it was nice to at least have something. And it was a small class because Medelia mm-hmm. didn't uh, pump, pump yeah. out too many kids there. No, but, but we're, yeah, very small class. So, uh, yeah. Are you are you all still uh, uh, with us? What do you mean? Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, nobody... No, yeah, we've lost one person in our class. Oh, that's not bad for 20 years. Yeah, so still sad, but hopefully we don't lose anybody for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been out for 42 years. We've only lost three of our 63 uh, out of Mapleton, so I think that's pretty good, too. Yep. Yeah, so, so that's not too bad. I so that's g- class reunion. So I don't want to mask anything. So I want to be, you know, this, well, I think the point of our show is when things happen, and we're not always happy campers. You know, like we can, I think, I think especially people can be like, oh, they're so happy. But actually, there's a front that people are putting on because it's a, you know, a social thing. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we, when we're looking around, especially when we're looking at Facebook or social media, uh, a lot of people do that mirror comparison. It's like a, it's called uh, technically it's a panopticon. Um, so there's theories out there where the panopticon theory is where there's a guard, like a, a prisoners, and 
is in prison and there's a big watchtower, right? Yeah. And the t- watchtower watches over all the prisoners. Sure. And what happens is that you can't see into the prison or in the tower where, yeah. the, where the guard is at watching. And so because you can't see in there, that tower serves as a self-monitoring mirror. So you actually, because you don't know if they're watching, you'd be good because you feel like you're being watched when there actually there's nobody in there. Uh-huh. So what it does is it's a mirror of your monitoring your own behavior gotcha. based on mm-hmm. what you think might be in there. And that's what Facebook is. It's a reflection of yeah. like you see these photos of people smiling and families and kids and babies and then it's like, oh, I don't have that. And then you start feeling bad about yourself or, oh, hey, they're on vacation in Hawaii or whatever yeah. it is. So the social social media can act as that panopticon theory. And that's where this whole idea of a happy camper, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But this idea of a happy camper that everyone else is happy isn't exactly always real. It's a facade. I know. I was going to say. Which is, it's like a fake thing, like a show they put on, like an image, a mask. A lot of people so. at those reunions uh, make themselves seem happier than they are, for sure. Well, I think because no one wants to go and say, hey, yeah. my, my life sucks. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not exactly, well, cry. it's not therapy, right? That's where you go for like, yeah. talking about that with therapy. It's the context. Where do you go to talk about those conversations? Right. I think that can serve as that. But anyways, for all transparency, it was good. It was mixed. I had just that little sad reaction and then called some friends afterwards and, and they cheered me up. I never thought of that, of uh, uh, having a family or not. Um going to the reunions and nobody ever asked me i mean you know i guess they did well you got any kids and i showed them pictures and all that so i guess there is that but the one thing i noticed from 20 to 40 year reunion 20 you know everybody you remember everybody everybody's pretty much the same the 40th you need name tags (laughs) people look a lot different wow they're haggard (laughs) sad well hopefully that doesn't happen to my class reunion everybody maybe i'll I'll go my 40th then i won't be the planner so be not outdoors and hopefully sweaty like this one. But anyways, <laughs> well, we just had bad weather. Yeah, we had ours in August too. It was an outdoor one in uh, at Lura Lake in uh, uh, Mapleton, and uh, thankfully it wasn't hot. In fact, it was a little chilly. Yeah, I think it was actually in September. So. Speaking of adventures in hot weather in August, what's going on right now in the state of Minnesota, J. Paul? It's a heat wave, man. Well, it's about to get uh, broken though. After today, it's going to cool down this weekend. So if you got weekend plans, it's going to be very nice. 76, 79 Saturday and Sunday. And uh, there are some concerts, though, right? the Kip Moore Show. We have Better um, Stone here in Mankato. Uh, what else? Um, Was the State Fair going State on? State Fair, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. We can get into it in the second half here. We have a couple of minutes until the break. we got to get to Lon's News and uh, Sully's Sports with an ABC update in there and the LFN. But I was going to ask you a question about the State Fair and anxiety because there's 100,000 people there every day. I know. Uh, if you want to go to the State Fair and you have high anxiety, you probably don't go, and that's sad. Or you do, you go on the edges, you go on the fringes. Okay, well, let's not get too far into it. But, All right. Um, uh, we should call, uh, do the uh, uh, our uh, run-through of phone numbers, like uh, 988, great number to call for suicide prevention, national hotline. You can uh, get uh, somebody to talk to who can point you in the right direction. Maybe they can just talk to you and make you feel better, or they can suggest someone to call in your area uh, to get some help for sure. Um, no stigma should be attached to uh, getting help for uh, any kind of a mental uh, illness that you have going on, uh, you or someone you know. So 988 is a great resource. And if you're a veteran, uh, you call 988, and when prompted, you hit the number one, and it'll take you to an actual veteran. Yep. And we also have a local crisis center here in Mankato, yeah. South Central Crisis uh, Center. It's brand new. looks pretty nice. And then uh, we have ASC Psychological here in town with George, Dr. George. Uh, funny thing at the reunion, guess what I found out? George is your dad. 
Ah, close. Julie <laughs> is my friend's brother. Oh, she's really? a, yeah, she's a Blothis. Oh, okay. And I have, uh, it would be funny if I had my friend Colin talk about our class parties that we had. <laughs> Did you know that our class party started at age eight or eighth grade? Yeah, our class was known just for Lily here or something. Our class was known as the like the class of minors. Really? Yeah, All we right. our, my class got my, a bunch of minors and like when they were in eighth grade. That sounds normal for uh, Southern Minnesota. Eighth grade. So that's usually... what this we impressed the seniors. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna impress the seniors, you're doing something and not in a good way. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, if somebody wants to call in and uh, has uh, uh, something want to talk about with Marcy here. And then so. we, there's always uh, Nystroman Associates, a great place to go. Uh, we have Prairie Care in town. Uh, ASC, uh, ACP in the Twin Cities is all over. Prairie, uh, you already said Prairie Care. But, yeah, there's lots of different options for help out there. Um, so it's great. Just then keep looking for somebody. And if you always have a question, uh, Prairie Care actually does something called a needs-based assessment. So this is a great tip for parents. Um if our social workers out there too, providers, uh, or if you have any other clinics listening. So if you have like a client, you don't really know what to do with them or a patient and they're struggling and they're in between, let's say they're like suicidal, but they don't act on it. Um, depression, maybe you have some autism. You, there's something called a needs assessment where they go for free at Prairie Care and they offer those. And that's a great resource because it can help them figure out if they just need outpatient or if they need to go inpatient or sure. they need a PHP which is called a partial hospitalization program. Those are great programs. They're about uh, anywhere from like four to eight weeks, depending on which uh, clinic or program. But it's where you go to like, a group therapy for like eight hours, and you also have uh, medication management so you can get your meds adjusted and things like that. So All right. it's intensive, and you used to see a lot of uh, healing with your depression or anxiety in those programs. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back second half of the show on the way here from KTOE. Yeah, stay tuned. And <laughs> the Mental Health Friday with Marcy Tatro coming up. If you want to manage your health on a more regular basis, if you have a high... Back on Mental Health Show with Marcy Tatro. Excuse me. Got an attack there. Where the party always is going on. That's on true. and off there. We uh, do it every Friday in the 10 o'clock hour here on KTOE AM 1420, FM 98.7, and streaming online at KTOE.com. Or our free app. You can get that at your favorite app store. It's KTOE app. As well as dialing us up. Get the app for uh, iHeartRadio. That will work as well. All right, let's switch gears. Woo-hoo! It's celebrating because 
Well, among other things, state fair time. Yeah, guess what time of year it is, guys. And Renaissance Fair time. You ever go to the Renaissance Fair? No, I actually have never been. Fun, it could really? be fun if you're into that uh, 1500s kind of. <laughs> yeah, that means I have to like buy a costume. Don't no, they you don't all dress have up? To. No, you don't have to. They do. I see the pictures of all these do. people going to be elves and stuff. I, I saw an elf yeah. going to Renaissance Fair. Some people can dress up, but the the workers there dress up. So uh, you just walk around and gawk at them. Remember last week, Mike said he was going to go buy a turkey leg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, we're, cel- we're celebrating the state fair time. And I'm, yes. already, I'm already hearing about the deep fried food of the deep fried pizza or no, deep fried. Deep fried everything. No, it's like yes. a deep fried, some, some yep. type of something weird again. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, every year they have a different deep fried something. But now what if, like I, I was going to ask you before the break, if you got you want to go to the state fair, but there's 100,000 people there every day almost. What if you have uh, horrible anxiety about pe- being around people or meeting new people or being close to strangers or whatever? How do you work your way through that? Because, you, you know, it's a shame if you just don't go. Really? I think it is. Do you go? I go almost every year. Do you get anxiety about it? No. Why? Because I don't care about, I don't like people. <laughs> no, I know, but how do you not get anxiety about it? I, um, I don't know. I like to uh, people watch myself, so it's... Kind of an adventure to me. Well, I did go for the first time, like, I don't know, six years ago, and to Lizzie. You remember, you know who Lizzie is? L-I-S-S-I-E. She's a singer. She oh, was like, a headliner. They were Lizzo. trampled. No, not her. She was trampled by tur- turtles, and then they oh. opened, and then I saw Lizzie. She's, like, blonde hair and blue eyes, and she sings all these, like, good fun yeah. songs on her guitar. Anyways, she has some really great songs. Okay. Uh, but, um, oh, I guess they have deep-fried Oreos. Yeah, and Twinkies and... I just got a message. So, yeah, if you also are texting me, just go ahead and text me. I'll add your comments to the radio. It's kind of like we're streaming it live. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, the the state fair was fun, but, like, I got elbowed by some people because it was such a – it was oh, so yeah. packed that day that yeah. I had to follow this, like, big six-foot guy, and, like, he was a big guy, and all of a sudden, like, somebody punched him or hit him. I'm like, what the heck? The one person I choose to <laughs> follow, like, naturally I'm going to get in a fight by accidentally, like, following <laughs> this guy, and he's getting elbowed, and then he turned around and yelled at somebody. I'm like, okay, I better find someone else to follow. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to get hit accidentally. He's you gonna, have to have he's your in, head. Well, he's going to duck and roll, and I'm be, like, the one that takes a punch behind. You got to be. You have to have your head on a swivel. So for I sure. haven't been back since then, Jay Paul, but. It's not because of anxiety, but then again, I don't like the huge crowds and then spending like what hundred bucks for oh, it's three beers too, yeah. or mm-hmm. four beers. Yeah, and your food. You got to You better have a couple three hundred bucks with you. Yeah, see, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So uh, anxiety. Back to that though. Uh, what do you do if you have anxiety and you want to go to straight state fair? Well, I think this also happens with a lot of different things. Like, right? Like, I had anxiety about going to my class reunion. Or yeah, even kids uh, you have going anxiety, back to school. Going back to school. Um, I also want to talk about winter. Winter's coming. Uh, I sound like Game of Thrones, you know, my, my favorite. <laughs> Winter's coming. I've been saying that since July. Uh, and I wasn't the only one, which is crazy, because as soon as it gets really cold out, we're like, oh, no, winter's coming in Minnesota. <laughs> it's like our, it's our, it's our new – Minnesota should be renamed to, like, I don't know, the the land of the north with, like, Game of Thrones or land of the north. Good. And winter's coming is our, our new thing. Cause what I, anyways, so uh, we have to do a lot of prep work because we have seasonal depression that comes with winter and – uh, last year I did pretty well, so it's because I planned things out. And with my clients, I've started planning winter out already. With we're starting those conversations like next week. So a lot of people that have so people seasonal need to depression, have paper oh, and write these things. Yeah, down. yeah. Sorry. So if you're listening right now, get a piece of paper and pen, and we're gonna be writing down some tips. We might have a call in here. We're waiting if someone wants to call in, uh, aka Brittany. Five zero seven six two five fourteen twenty. 
She might be outing all my skeletons and my secrets. So you guys are probably like all <laughs> cheering for her, like Brittany, Colin, 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 come on, Brittany. We want to hear about Marcy's stories because they find them comedic. So, anyways, um, so uh, yeah, if you're having anxiety about something, first you got to communicate it to your parent or your your spouse or your partner. So, or if you're a combat or veteran, a friend or somebody. Yeah, so a lot of veterans don't like crowds just because they can be unsafe. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one, you got to communicate like, hey, I really don't want to go to the state fair because. And not just say, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to go. You got to well, actually communicate and it why. La- it was last year. They had a shooting there. Did they really? Yeah. Somebody threw a gun over the fence, and then somebody retrieved it, and, and, and then there was a shooting there. But uh, that's what they think happened anyway. But Well, and then there's that's, that's another factor. It's like, so it something scary. that's on people's minds, too, is like there could be mass violence. Yeah. Um, it could be anywhere, though. But. So uh, sometimes it's like actually just, so one is communicating that you have anxiety. Number two is recognizing the impact it has on your body, right? So if you're feeling shaky or nervous, yeah. then you want to start using some breathing skills we've talked about. So yep. like one, you can do some deep breathing. So if you have anxiety out there, um, write these down because you can Google them later or go on YouTube. Uh, there's something called deep breathing. Uh, that's just where you're breathing with your abdomen. So you take an inhale into your nose. And then when you, when you, yeah, but don't do what you're, just, yeah, could the, Jay Paul, you're in a test run this for me. Do not lift your shoulders. Right now you're lifting your shoulders. Yep. So exhale out through your mouth. There. Not okay. This time inhale. I in. you are going to say that. <laughs> inhale, <laughs> inhale through your nose. But this time leave your shoulders and then fill up your abdomen with air and then exhale uh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's the big thing with uh, belly breathing for actors. Sure. Um, trained singers, they do the same they breathing. They say the same thing for radio people. Mm-hmm. We had to, uh, yeah. Yep, so you're, you're breathing with your um, abdomen. Uh, so that's deep breathing, so you can Google that later. So these are all anxiety skills. Number one intervention for anxiety is breathing. Uh, deep breathing. The second one um, that we can do is a the 468 counter, 478. doesn't really matter which one second you want to do, but the, what's important on that one is when you're inhaling, same thing. Inhale, you always inhale through your nose, and then when you're holding it for the six count, you hold your breath. And then when you exhale out, you exhale it out for eight seconds out through your mouth. And so what's important on the four, six, eight, or on the four, seven, eight count, and you want to do it like three times, and you actually will feel a difference. Um, I think I'd pass out. (laughs) Well, Jenny did it that day when we had the Pilates instructor on. But anyways, what's important on this one is that your your exhale's longer than your inhale, right? It's the long, slow exhale that brings on your heart rate. And that's how you work through your anxiety, right? So you have to lower your heart rate. The physiological part, and you remember we talked about the uh, sports person, uh, Holly was on. Yeah. For people who are performing, that the athletes and like major at uh, major league baseball and all that kind of fun stuff, they have to do their breathing to calm down those sensations they sure. get in their body when they're under all that pressure. You see it all the time at uh, the Olympics and things like that. Or... Yep. And then there's another one called four square breathing or four count breathing or square breathing, but that one's for what's called a panic attack. Um, Again, folks, you can Google all three of these breathing, but I teach all these all the time. So you, this is your free therapy online, <laughs> free therapy on the radio. So a four-count breathing is you're going to inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, and then hold again for four. So it's a one, two, three, four, inhale, oh, okay. hold, and then exhale, and then hold it again, then inhale. Okay. Yeah, so you repeat that like four times. All right. So that's for, for for a panic attack. So with the breathing with the kiddos, I'd find out what they're anxious about. Like, are you anxious about more of the crowd? Is it more about the lines? 
I would do some digging to find out what exactly. As for back to school, my kids are already back to school in the Albert Lee District, and they were both very nervous. They're in middle school. One's in seventh grade and sixth, the other's in sixth grade. And I just told them, uh, basically, I sat them down and said, it's totally normal to be nervous, scared, whatever, new setting, new school, new people. Uh, but remember, probably everybody else is in the mm-hmm. same. Teachers are nervous. Parents are nervous. Kids are nervous. Yeah, that's Everybody's it, And that's nervous. like the same thing about asking a question in school, too, right? Like, people will be like, well, I don't want to raise my hand and ask a question. This is even yeah. in grad school, right? You have, like, with all these, like... Talking about intimidating, you go to graduate school and study in philosophy and theology, and we have our professors from the University of Chicago, and they're even more intelligent than the Harvard ones. Sorry for all the Ivy League you know, listeners out there. But, like, you have the University of Chicago. They are in their own intellectual boat than the Ivy League. And there's, then there's yeah. like, the Ivy League versus University of Chicago professors. And, <laughs> oh, my gosh, you even want to be in the room when that happens. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, so then nobody answers, nobody raises their hand in those questions. But with the anxiety, you really want to try to tackle and get to the bottom of what exactly is causing the anxiety. Is it more like you're worried about money? Are you worried about the parking, gas, and all that kind of stuff? So that some people worry more about like the logistics, like what time are we going to get there? So you yeah. just have to have a conversation and plan things out, and then work through the anxiety as far as like, all right, here's some, let's do some breathing. And if you get also have like a, a code, you know, like, hey, if you start getting worked up in, you know, the crowd, let's let's just grab my hand and I'll pull you to the side and we'll go just take a break. Yeah, you can put a bench or something. Yeah, and take, and take a look a little bit of breather. But the thing is, the, the big thing is if you're going with somebody else, you want to have a communication system and that you're supporting their needs, which is a great relationship tip. Please write this down, too. You're getting you're getting a lot of tips today, so write this down. So if you're married and have a spouse out there... Um, Let's say your partner's coming home from work. The big thing you want to do is check in with them and say, hey, what do you need right now? Like, do you need a hug? Do you need a nap? Do you need do you need some food? And if you can get into this habit with your partner, it really does make a big difference that you're supporting uh, whatever need they have. Or actually, I need the lawn mode. Okay, well, I can go mow the lawn. I need some energy. I need to get my energy out. But when they ask you, when they give you what they need, you don't want to take it personal and be like, well, I just fed you this morning. You don't oh, want to yeah. do that. Because it's just like they're communicating, well, I'm hungry for pizza versus an apple, or I always want an apple. But the food's not getting offended by what their need is, right? So as, when, you're, when you're in a relationship or when you're just talking to anybody in general, but it's more like when you are in some type of colleagueship, friendship, when someone communicates their needs, you want to do your best to support the need and not take it personal because it's just a need. So if you think about it just as like an appetite, someone prefers dairy over sugar, right? Or, right. Everybody's so it's a, it's a great yeah. thing to do for uh, relationships. And I'm, I promise you, if you do this to your husband or your your spouse or your wife, they'll be like, oh, wow, you just asked me what I needed. And I had a long, hard day. I really appreciate that you did that for me. And I, pr- I, promise so you, I promise you, you will, you'll get like a bonus or something. You know, and you'll be <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, she really loved that. I, she made me dessert. So anyways, so that's a great thing to do is just to call the check-in and see what your spouse or your friend needs. And they appreciate that little check-in because we don't always do that. We forget. Sure. Oh, right. yeah. It's easy to forget. Just go back. Go, just and, go about your business thing, as And another thing, rule number two. I always give my clients rules uh, or tips. Uh, rule number two, don't assume that you know what they're thinking. You never oh, want yeah. to assume because they might actually be like thinking of something else or um, I have anxiety about something else. No, I don't have anxiety about 
you not having a haircut or I don't have anxiety about your beard. I know no. in past relationships, when somebody tried to tell me what I was thinking, it always made me mad. Yeah. And I wasn't mad to begin with. Now I am because you're telling me what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's a, that's a, the interpreting. So you don't ever want to interpret what someone's doing. You just want to say, oh, are you are you tired? Are you are you sad? You can ask. I, I think that when you ask direct questions about yeah. what they're thinking or feeling, that's a lot easier than assuming, well, you're doing this because of that. Like You don't want to do that because now you're just, yeah. Yeah, and you have to pretty much buy what they tell you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I know that's a whole other subject. Yeah, we're not going to go into all that. But that's more like counseling, marriage counseling. But um, as far as prepping, though, back to the transitions and planning. Um, well, if you have anxiety, if you know you have depression, you want to start planning out your winter uh, already and start thinking about like your self care routine, and then find things that bring you joy. So we, sometimes we don't talk about that a lot, but um, we'll be talking about this as we lead into next uh, episode. So next week, um, I really want to do kind of like a send off show just in case for, for what lots of reasons, but I want to do like a, a really cool show last week. We had a powerful show, but next week I want it to be something about uh, Carpe Diem and Ron Williams. So we're going to be doing a, because the September is a suicide awareness month and I thought we'd kick it off with Ron Williams, a tribute to him, Carpe Diem sure. style and, uh, talking about the power of living your life. So along with the planning part, back to that. I want you to do something exciting and fun that you can look forward to this winter. So even though I know we're at the we're in August, you really want to start planning like a trip in February or figure out when you might start feeling kind of that cabin fever for yeah. when the snow hits and you're locked inside for like five months now. So I start planning trips for like February, January, whenever that time peak is for you, and start planning ahead. That way you have something to look forward to and you're not feeling all down. So, sure, that makes sense, yeah. Yep, so you want to start planning ahead and finding uh, creative things, like maybe a class you can take, maybe a new hobby, um, maybe something outdoors if you want to start like cross-country skiing or whatever it is, snowshoeing. But you want to find something that are like travel and find some really cool icicles and get into a photo contest. You know, so you want to find, be creative and find either hobbies or things you can do to help you uh, prevent some of those uh, seasonal blues. All right. And you'll have a much better outlook then. What is this, Jay Paul? This is Happy Trails. Is this Happy Trails? Van Halen style. So find, uh, yeah, enjoy your summer. Go go camping. Go do some fun and stuff yet, right? Go yep. go explore the state fair if you get a chance. Celebrate. Sure. Go through your anxiety whatever. and know your anxiety is not going to kill you, right? So it's just uh, you got to lower your heart rate. Yeah. Go have an adventure. Go explore some trails, go get lost, Marcy style, and you never know, you end up in the gnome land. Yeah. By the way, Scandia and the St. Croix River is a perfect place to go get lost. If you find the Hobbit door, please go take a picture. There's a Hobbit door along that whole uh, Highway 95. Yeah. And there's a huge, uh, yeah, huge Hobbit door in the, in the road and the little hill. So take a picture by there and post it on our Instagram. I'm at Marcy, M-A-R-C-Y. Tatro, T-A-T-R-O, on Instagram, Mar Mental Health with Marcy. So contact me on there. Send us some pictures of your adventures. KTOE, man.